Hey guys, uh, today my guest is Justine from Employed to Serve and the wonderful Church Road Records. Um, welcome, Justine. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Ah, you're welcome. Um, this podcast came about just out of the spur of the moment thing of being me being cheeky on your Discord server. So, thank you very much for uh, accepting. Um, so, the reason I kind of wanted to speak to you um, about the. Uh, uh, the reason I wanted to speak to you today was kind of to discuss Church Road Records and obviously I don't want to go too much into detail about the sort of background of it but how how the positivity of Church Road Records came out and also I was wondering today and I was thinking today had Sammy already got something in place um, before Church Road Records began? Yeah, so basically Sammy started Church Road Records back in 2017 when he was off his gardening job for a year because he, uh, what did he do? He herniated both of his discs in Ooh. his back. Ow. Yeah, so like he was he was in a bad way for like about a year. I mean, he was good sort of after about six months, but like he, there's no way he could do sort of physical labour. Mm. Um, and when he played on stage, he had to have this very cool uh back brace that he has to wear under his shirt to sort of like you know like the, the weightlifted belts that you have oh yeah um so he had to wear one of those uh to sort of like you know to be able to stand upright and stuff like that so um yeah so basically he was off work for a year um and he um invested some of his money into sort of like doing a distro mm. um and yeah sort of like with like stock stuff like from like relapse records and uh you know southern lord and all the sort of like other great labels yeah. um yeah like it's been going for like this our fifth year this summer cool um so yeah like it's it was uh it was an actual like it had a website and a logo um before anyway but it was more of like a definite part-time passion project at that point yeah because obviously your full-time efforts were with the band i imagine because yeah definitely and um, like um yeah, like he only sort of worked part time at the the job as well, so it was just sort of like yeah, you know, as and when he could, and just to kind of keep them occupied whilst he was, uh, you know, very much bedridden for a little bit. Bless him. So, um, going back to kind of employed to serve as well, I became aware of you guys, I think, back in two thousand and fourteen, an EP oh, awesome. EP that you um, put You're out. You're a day one. Well, yeah, because um, well, I wasn't day one really. It was more. Um, a mutual friend of ours, Andy Gillen, who put me on to you, oh, yeah. um, the, the, the man with the old, probably the same back issues as Sammy, to be fair. Exactly, the same back <laughs> issues, but hopefully he touched with he never herniates his discs. <laughs> mm. But yeah, he, he put me on to you because um, I, cutting a very long story short, I went on a rescue mission for those guys in Palm Reader, for, they broke down uh, outside Norwich waterfront and I just happened to get a message going, can you go and help the guys in Palm Reader? And he played Employed to Serve in the van. Oh, was, really? Yeah. Huh? And I was just like, oh, fucking hell, this is awesome. And then I just managed to keep a track of it through um, through through various social media things and everything like that. And, um, yeah, I've, I've, I'm a big fan of Employed to Serve and, Going going back to Church Road, what you've learnt through dealing with, um, say, bigger labels like Spine Farm and everything like that, have you been able to take the experience of that into Church Road and how you how you develop and how you push your artists? 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, so most of it came uh, from my time at Holy Raw because I've been, I think I was at Holy Raw before it ended for like seven years. Wow. I literally, I did it straight out of uni like I was an intern and then worked my way up Mm. to like being label manager. Um, So most of it was sort of like the sort of like general sort of day-to-day how we sort of structure release plans. Like it really works in the old label, so I very much stuck to it but with a few tweaks and a bit more emphasis now on digital because that's such a huge player now yeah so even like in the two years that we've been like a label like a full-time label yeah um, it's just grown so much like even more because everyone subscribed during the pandemic like to like spotify and things like that yeah so um <laughs> yeah so but so mostly it was like learned from back in the the day but um but yeah since working with spine farm and getting and just sort of being more visible at like gigs and stuff I've ended up just sort of befriending people in other labels yeah um and I've never been too shy about asking for advice and things like that because I think it's quite important um to not be so secretive and sort of insular when you're like a small label and like not having too much pride because even though I've been doing this for like eight plus years or whatever since I like left uni mm. um there's still so much to learn and there's always like a different viewpoint you didn't think of so yeah so I've just sort of spent like the past two years because like the lockdown has sort of made me concentrate fully on church road bless you I'm um, suffering from a cold so <laughs> oh mate everyone's got I just got over mine um I'm still kind of husky as you can hear I, I literally I had covid and then got over it, and then about a week later, had a fucking cold, and I'm just like... Oh, mate, bless you. It's, <laughs> it's what the bad, as soon as your immune system's down, it just pummels you, doesn't it? You just yeah. get one thing after another. Um, uh, sorry, diverted. <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, I just, I've sort of, like, concentrated the past two years, like, because I've had the time, I've literally had no other distractions, so I've kind of obsessively been building, sort of, like, Church Road with Sammy, um... Mm. And, like, yeah, I've just been sort of, like, seeing what other labels do better than us and just asking for general advice and, like, on certain things. Especially with things like um, vinyl delays being such a huge thing. Yeah. Like, it definitely um, it puts more emphasis on, like, the marketing plan and, and uh, yeah, like, the sort of digital release schedule and things like that. So it's yeah, quite was, interesting, actually. I was going to ask because, um, obviously, like you mentioned with vinyl delays, um, have you found that you've had to... You just mentioned about release schedules. Now, have you found that you've had to adapt your release schedules for certain releases to accommodate the vinyl delay? Because one thing I find with you guys is you're very open, specifically with Church Road, you're very open that you're having issues. And obviously, it's quite well known within the music circles that there is a huge vinyl delay at the moment. But have you had to adapt for the digital release to accommodate for the um, vinyl release or? So we have and we haven't. So basically, um, the end of last year and the beginning of this year was like horrendous because I had to get everything in production all the way up until this August. Fuck. Um, so it really fucked up my like. Sorry, excuse my language. <laughs> it's fine. Like, you can my swear. Sleep, it's my fine. Flow, like it was like mental. Um, like I've never been so stressed. But on the flip side now is a lot more chill because I've had everything sort of in and, and it has become a bit more chill because it was nine to 12 months. But now it's sort of like the six, seven month marker and there's been a few 
like sort of shifts where I've been able to get stuff even earlier. That's good. Uh, so it's calmed down a lot. But yeah, like at the beginning, it was insane. Like I was very stressed and like having to um, get things in way ahead because otherwise people just, you know, get bored. They if they if you've got like a hundred quid's worth of pre-orders out, you're not gonna be like, oh, drop another twenty quid and hope it comes. It's like yeah. ETS final is like seven months late now. Like it's it's insane how much this affected things. And, you know, obviously people are also spending loads of money, like, going out drinking because they can again and, like, hanging out with their friends. Um, so, yeah, you have to sort of always be mindful of, like, you put yourself in, like, the, you know, um, the fan shoes that, like, I, you know, they didn't want to wait forever. Mm-hmm. So, to caveat that, I've been just trying to get everything, like, way in advance. Yeah. So, that, like, the delay is, like, super minimal, like, Heritage, I need to delay back a month. Like, our next two releases are actually in with us already. Amazing. Uh, what are your next so, yeah. two releases? Uh, so, um, Big Love, which is mine and Sammy's, like, do me, Zao, and Crowbar, Rope Worship um, band that we sort of recorded years, like... Amazing. I think we finished it just before the pandemic, <sighs> actually. Mm. Um, and then Grey Wave after that. Oh. And then Harriet this month. Yeah. Um, I'm, I actually had Harriet play for me on Saturday. Um, oh, up in Luton because they came and they were supporting for like a local band called Out of Love who were on Venn Records um, as their like EP release show so it's quite cool and I've never seen Harriet before and I thought they were fucking wicked they're, they're disgustingly good for how like little time they've been a band yeah. do you know what I mean like, they're so good it's yeah. just like they went through like no teething issues as a band which I think is insane <laughs> yeah yeah, well, yeah. I think when I was young, when I was a lot younger, I was in bands and teething issues were a huge problem. <laughs> um, so with the pandemic, like, and you can't practice because, like, you can practice as much as you want in a practice room or at home, mm. but like, it's until you get like the live setting, it just nothing replicates that. You have to just play loads. So, so yeah. Did, did you like family. with employed to serve? Did you guys actually have you guys played since the shutdown? Yeah, so we did the download pilot, which is really cool. Um, that was that felt quite special. Um, and then we did how many days was it? Oh, of course, like five, five or six dates, like in mm. November, just to sort of like blow out some cobwebs because we were supposed to be on the Gajira tour January to March. Yeah, I like we didn't that. want to play the, the giant arena tour with Gajira like after not playing for years and our hardest material so I was like oh, we need to get some like some like cobwebs out um so yeah so we played like a maximum of like eight shows in like two years which is very depressing yeah. um one thing I was going to ask you that were you involved in the project glorious yeah because yeah. um that again that was fucking wicked so I'm fanboy I'm fanboying hard uh, <laughs> but um so Stop me a little bit. So, I'll start that again. My brain's just gone. It's been a long day. Um, That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I was going to say, um, church, so Church Road, it sort of, it's taken over the mantle of a label we won't talk about. But, um, who, with you guys, who, who were the people that um, inspired you or drove you to start the label Back, well, Sammy specifically then, but what drove you? Who were the kind of inspirations behind pushing the label further? Um, so, obviously, 
um, I had no job in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Because um, realistically, I wasn't ever going to continue with the label uh, with that mm. history. Yeah. Um, so basically, it, it came to a point where all of my eggs are very much in one basket. Like my only experience is working in music. Mm. Um, and like at, the, at that moment, like, and even sort of now, like no one was really hiring. Uh, so that was in my mind. And also there was just so many bands like floundering because mm. like the roster was ridiculous towards the end of Holy Royal. Like there's so many bands. Mm. Um, and then when the label like diminished, like there was this whole vacuum of like bands that like didn't have a label home or anything like that. Um, and obviously I was just very depressed about the fact that something I'd helped build over seven or eight years had just sort of vanished. Um, so like basically I had like a, a long weekend off to sort of think about things and then I just sort of said to like to Sammy like why why don't we just make Church Road a full-time thing um, and then because we had who did we have we had Svalbard uh, Palm Reader and Respire and Forward they were already like in the production house mm. um, so like I was just like like if they don't go ahead their release and because of the vinyl delays they would have to push their releases back by seven months and all the press campaign had started so it completely destroyed those releases mm. because the momentum would have been completely swept from out under their feet yeah um so yeah basically literally in a, um i think it took me in about three weeks i'd set up the infrastructure for church road because we had like it did have an online store but there was no formal distribution there's no such thing as like an online, there was no like distribution for like online, like sort of like Spotify and things like that. Um, it had no sort of like networks or anything. So basically I set up um, everything with the help of some friends, like in about three weeks. That's cool. And I think we managed to spit, um, we managed to ship Svalbard on time, which I was pretty chuffed with. That's, and that album's fucking amazing as well. <laughs> amazing. Um, what a great first album as a full-time <laughs> So I've noticed recently you guys have started working a bit with Deathwish. Um, so how did how did that come about? So um, I was uh, chat. I've been chatting to them for about six or so years anyway, through because mm. um, they used to distribute Holy War as well. Uh, so I already had the connections there, and um, as soon as they sort of found out about Church Road and stuff, I think I either told them about it or they like heard about it. But we kind of like had a meeting and just sort of decided to sort of like start you know like doing stuff with church road and death wish um yeah. and that uh even sped up even more especially when brexit happened because they have the death wish eu arm as well yeah uh, so it totally made sense to like make sure like our eu fans weren't like getting stung with like import taxes and things like that um yeah so like we've been working with them like since as soon as we went full-time really to help shift all of our records sort of in different territories because great because growing up when i was sort of getting into like punk hardcore and metal death wish and so in the late 90s death wish was just kind of kicking off as a label and um all the bands like bands like sort of labels back then were seen as really important like bands were driven like fans of bands were driven by labels if you looked at a particular label like um Deathwish, Roadrunner, back in the late nineties and early two thousands, say Trustkill and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Sort of, they they came with a mark of quality, and now I yeah. now I feel with you guys at Church Road and 
um, some other labels like um, Big Scary Monsters and stuff like that. I feel that that's coming around again. Maybe not as big as like your Roadrunners and stuff like that, but with the with the sort of push of the the smaller ind more independent labels like yourselves and working in collaboration with the more established stuff like death wish stuff like that it draws more attention to what you're doing and i think that can only that can only me bring a positive thing to church, church road it can help church road grow immensely oh massively it's like going back to what i was saying at the beginning of this like I am not, like, ashamed of ever asking for help or, like, advice. And I think the reason why, like, we've managed to uh, be consistent with our releases is because there's been so many brilliant people around me, like, willing to give me advice or mm. help me out where, where it's needed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, and, like, Death Wish, I've been, uh, that's, that label was what got me into this kind of music, like, back in... 2011 2012 I think I went I sort of got into like Converge and bands like Chariot like loads of Trust Kill record stuff yeah. and started getting heavily into Relapse records and 20 Bucks Bin um it kind of opened up a door for me and then like yeah like Heavy Fest 2012 I think oh, it was I miss that was Fest. sort of like yeah the most ridiculous lineup ever and it just completely opened the floodgates for me I miss Heavy Fest that was a great festival um, yeah Wicked. <laughs> um so oh god that, that's made me feel old when you say 2011 2012 <laughs> but um yeah sort of taking back a little bit of history with you um where did you kind of start out in music well, aside uh, aside from holy roar and stuff like that but um where, what was your kind of get into music Definitely when I was younger, like it was when, uh, like I've always been a, a big music fan, like even when I first got my first ever Spice Girls tape when I was a kid, I was obsessed with liner notes, like I really, mm. like when I got in, I never was a kid to like get too much into singles, like I loved albums, like I think like uh, Justin Timberlake's like Justified was like my, like my first album that I got mm. like properly into and I kind of got obsessed from there and then like when I was in secondary school, I started hanging out with the metal kids, and, and like, I'd literally obsessively, like, buy, like, Kerrang! and Metal Hammer, and, like, make little lists of things that I wanted for Christmas, like, CDs, and I'd, like, wash my parents' cars, like, so I could go to H&V every weekend. Um, <laughs> what was the... Funny, actually, was that, sorry? What was the first metal release you remember kind of going, holy fuck, this is amazing? Oh, that's a good question. Kind of the first, the first, the first metal release that you kind of go, yeah, I can do this. I think the first metal release I got sort of really obsessed with was Nine Inch Nails with Teeth. Um, I've never been a Nine Inch Nails fan. I'm gonna be honest. Have you not? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I feel like I feel like everyone's got to have a Nine Inch Nails phase. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's kind of because I'm yeah, getting maybe. into like I'm listening to a lot of dark, broody sort of not depressing but kind of like synthy kind of stuff and I I kind of was like maybe I should listen to Nine Inch Nails now maybe that maybe it's time <laughs> yeah do it I, I say like I like um, I'm a big fan of the teeth maybe I'm biased because that's the album I got into them through and I sort of uh, did a sort of back discovery went backwards mm. um, but if you're into that kind of stuff I'd definitely check yeah. it out 
But um, yeah, so I got into that, and then like in terms of the bands that made me want to be in a band, um, I think it was like sort of our version of the sort of big four. So like Trivium, Killswitch, Avenged Sevenfold, and Bullet. Because those four, when I was in secondary school, were just mm. like so big. Like especially in my school, like everyone owned those CDs. Um, so and then I think most of them are pretty young. Like so, I was thirteen or fourteen. And I think a lot of them. I know that Matt Heathy, I think, was only like nineteen. So they were quite young. Yeah. And it seemed quite reachable because yeah. we were like, whoa, they're like, I mean, they're the older kids, but like, you know, they'll be, they're like five years older than me or whatever. So it seemed more achievable than someone like I don't know, like Metallica, mm. who like would be my my dad's age, for example. What was your first experience of the UK scene? Um, I think I'm trying to think of the UK scene. I think it started um, so our like local church used to put on shows um, at a Wipod Centre. So you're down, you're those, down in like, Woking, aren't you? Yeah, in Woking. So our local Christ Church used to put on bands. So that's how I knew Josh um, for McEwen, the vocalist and palm reader. Yeah. His old band in Open the Skies, um, and they used to play there. And mm. then um, Posh, who's the uh, bassist in Palm Reader, I went to school with him. Oh, bloody hell! Small bloody he, world. So I've literally known him since I was twelve, maybe thirteen. Has he, um, has he, he always like been part, that? Has he always been that handsome? <laughs> I've like, uh, but yeah, like he was always my source of like new bands because he was older. Yeah, and like all his friends, um, they were sort of like the older kids that would sort of like, yes, tell us what kind of like music they're listening to. I think that's how I got into Lexus on Fire as well through them. Great band. I'm excited to hear their new record actually. Um, yeah, that's gonna be good. So, um, when you start, when uh, when was the start? When did Employed to Serve begin? What was the sort of start to Employed to Serve? Uh, so it started towards the end of my last year at uni so I studied animation at uni I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up actually like I had a proper little I don't know what you call it a quarter life crisis I guess (laughs) where I literally like I was like I have no idea this like I mean it's a good thing but there's so many options at the time like because I live just outside London like I had like London my doorstep I could go to like so many different universities so many different courses Hmm. and I liked I like, you know, I quite like get interested in most things. Like if it's, if there's like, I can get quite nerdy about stuff. So if there's lots to find out about something that I'm interested in, yeah. I tend to throw myself in. So I'm like, but where do I put that energy? Um, so I kind of panicked and went back to what I liked, so like, liked when I was a kid, which is like animation and things like that. Um, but towards the tail end of that degree, like I was like, fuck, I really don't want to do this. Cause <laughs> I remember, so I'm like quite a chatty and like hyper kind of person. So I went on an open day to uh, one of the special effects companies that I thought I wanted to work at. Mm. And I remember walking in to their offices and because the color graders were in with the animators, all the curtains were closed. Mm. It was like in the middle of like a bright sunny day in summer and like it was pitch black. No one was talking because there was a deadline on. Mm. And like, and in my head I like, cause I've watched like Pixar's like kind of behind the scenes documentaries and everyone's like on bean bags and like skating around and stuff. But yeah, in, in the end, like, like, so I guess it was like, this is just one company, but I looked in there, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't, I can't sit in the dark and not talk. Like, it would drive me mental. I'm intrigued um, to know, I'm intrigued to know what company that was now. Uh, 
I don't want to like it's it's one of the big ones like um but yeah like I mean they do like incredible stuff and like loads of my like classmates went on and like loved it but they were like definitely like I was like always the like annoying chatty one so um I don't think I would have done well so um yeah so basically I did that and then so Sammy so I was in a bat so I'm kind of like jumping in Thailand so I did start a band when I was 14 and I started playing guitar in it um and then like for ages I just stopped because I couldn't concentrate on playing guitar um me either to be fair maybe I have ADHD or something who knows (laughs) (laughs) but like um yeah, so Sammy just said, why don't you learn how to do vocals? I've got this new project I've started. And then I learned vo- vocals, and that band was in Point Serve. Amazing. And that was, what, 2012? Yes, 2012. Yeah, fucking awesome. I'm intrigued by the whole animation thing now. I didn't I didn't know that. Um, what? Okay, obvious question. Big fan of The Simpsons? Love it. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. Wicked. Um, the reason why I have Disney+. Plus so I could have Simpsons on tap. Literally, one of the main reasons me and my other half bought Disney Plus was The Simpsons as well. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sort of, I'll start to wrap it up. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, so two, two last questions. Um, can be taken either way. Any advice to people um, working who want to set up their own label? Or any well, and any advice to people who want to work in the music industry, maybe in a band or behind the scenes. Um, trying to think really. I think being open to criticism, because I've noticed like people get really precious over that, Mm. and I think in a time where everything is literally changing by the day, like things are running out. Do you know what I mean? Like, you kind of, you need to be flexible. And I think that, you know, means that you kind of, I, I, you know, this phrase, adapt or die, yeah, is quite, you know, prolific right now. Um, so I think it's important to always take criticism and not take it personally and, like, learn from it. Mm. Um, and also just don't be afraid to, like, ask advice and ask for help. Um, and I think, like, the best way I found, like, so I never studied music at university, um, but the people who I knew, like not not bad mouthing like music universities, but I feel like it's one of those things that you, until you you're in the industry, you don't really you can't really use it, and mm. like because everything's so different depending on what kind of like sector you're working, whether it's publishing or like recording or uh, record label, um, it's all so different. Um, so I think like the most the best way to do it is like how I did it, which is um, interning. Like, I, would, I started, like, one day a week, like, around my job. Mm. Um, and then, like, because you're, like, the lackey, you kind of do a bit of everything and you get to speak to different people and, like, you kind of sort of see what you want to do because yeah. there's literally so much you can special unless you work for a small label, in which case, like, you do a bit of everything. But if it's a bigger company, like, I don't know, so if it's, like, Universal, there's so many different departments. Like, it's quite hard unless you're, like, in it. You don't really know what's available to you. Yeah. Um, and any sort of advice for young up and coming bands? Uh, you just have to talk. <laughs> and like, especially now that like COVID's like not well, it definitely is a thing still, but yeah. we're ignoring it. Um, Push it like, over. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done. Bojo says it's over, so it's over, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, like 
just play. And also, I know it sounds really obvious, but if you're supporting a band, stay and, stay and watch them. Because bands, like, notice when you open and then you bugger off home to get to bed early for your work the next day. Yeah. Like, it does, you need a bit of, like, you need to support the bands in the scene. Like, make, like, not, like, in a, a contrived way, but try and make friends and, like, support other bands. Like, don't kind of like, have this me mentality where you're just sort of trying to, like, always get the, like, to show over other bands and stuff. I think half the fun of being in a band is the camaraderie that, come, that comes with it. It's, like... We came up with like Venom Prison, Svalbard, Con- like Condra came like a little bit after us, but like we've like been a part of the, uh, you know, seeing them grow. Um, we mentioned Palm Reader as well. Mm. Like all those bands, like we came up with, and it's just so nice. Like it's just as rewarding going to their headline shows and watching how they've improved. And it just makes it nice, especially if you're having a sort of little crisis of like, oh my God, I'm 30 and like I don't earn as much as my friends. It means a lot more when you can kind of take yourself out of your situation and sort of see everyone else and sort of like have a bigger picture of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I got into uh, quite a Facebook row with somebody uh, about supporting, like, because I promote shows, things don't go unnoticed. And I'm just like, stay in support bands, do every, like, very much what you were saying. But I got angry one day and, uh, I basically blasted some people on social media, which I shouldn't have done. I should have been very professional, but I was like, it doesn't go unnoticed. I kind of a whole thing of like, make sure just stay in support, stay in support your scenes, stay in support everything you kind of want to want to support and help it grow. Like that sort of the period where you guys came up, like you're saying with Finn and Prison and everything like that, it was so much more supportive and more structured and, better than some of the attitudes today uh right final question two well two things last five listens on spotify if you or Uh, other other streaming services are available i have got spotify so what have i done is it search yeah recent searches oh yeah i listened to health because i love health and i'm preparing myself for seeing them for the first time at roadburn i listened to that is that then Disco, the new one? Um, disco 4 Generation. I listened no, to that. Sorry, disco 4 Part 1, I think. I listened to the new one today and I thought it was fucking incredible. Nice. Yeah. I think it, yeah, Disco 4 Part 2. But I kind of like every now and then <laughs> go through the discography. Mm. Uh, so they were my last listens. So was it five? So yeah. Let's have a look. Who else? Oh, the new Bonobo record. I think that might be my album of the year. Oh, I need to listen to that because I've heard a lot of people mention, like, talk about it, and um, the Right Act podcast guys they talk about it quite a lot as well. So yeah, I'm like a huge Bonobo fan. Like, mm. um, I need to see his stuff live. But yeah, like every record he's done is like incredible. Mm. Especially like because I, I don't know how much you listen to music, but I listen to music all day, every day. So when I'm doing like finance stuff, the last thing I want is grindcore because it scrambles my brain. So I put on. <laughs> Like Ninja Tune stuff, um, like Cinematic Orchestra or like Bonobo. Cinematic Orchestra are fucking amazing. They're so good. Like that Mayflower album is such a nostalgic album for me because it was when I was, uh, I think, 16 I listened to it. Um, And I saw them at Royal Albert Hall and um, Patrick Watson came on and did his guest bit on To Build a Home, which is insane. Amazing. 
I'll tell you one, tell you one album I've been listening to a lot recently when I've not wanted to listen, like you say, not wanted to listen to something heavy, but the Gang of Youths album. I haven't checked that out. It's really, really, really good. It's not, it's kind of like a little bit more rocky, but uh, there's, um, I can't remember the title of it, one second. It's called, this is really good podcasting. Uh, it's fine, it's realistic. It's like a real conversation. <laughs> it's called everyone lives with us, right? <laughs> it's called Angel in Real Time. Oh, nice. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's really cool. Really, really cool. Like, it's calms me down when I'm trying to deal with idiots driving on the road. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's needed. <laughs> um, so, it's three more, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Alphamist. Mm. Um, so. He's a sort of I don't know I want to I don't know much about this genre but I guess like new jazz. Oh. Uh, he's from London and like his uh, so the album I got into him through was Antiphon, which is like came out in two thousand seventeen. Um, but he's done like an album like did an album last year and stuff and like his stuff like so sick. If you like sort of more jazzy like chill stuff, yeah, that's quite progressive. I think I think you dig that. Is it A-L-P-H-A? Um, it's A-L-F-A and then M-I-S-T. Cool. I'll check that out. Um, and then loads of church road bands, but obviously that's obvious. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll skip the church road bands. The Helpless stuff is amazing. The Helpless album is amazing, by the way. Oh, cheers. Yeah, like, I've been a fan of that band since they, like, they started. This is what I mean. It's nice that you, you get to like see your mates do awesome things, which is like really rewarding. Mm. Um, Bjork, obvious. <laughs> Bjork's fucking. Um, Have you ever seen else? Bjork live? No. So every time, so her tickets are rightfully about like 100 and 150 quid because it's obviously a huge event. Mm. So every time she's come through, like I've been skimped. But I've now got a little savings pot, like a little Bjork fund. So next time she comes comes through, I'll, I'm going to splash for a ticket because yeah, she's like probably my favourite artist. Um, so Bjork, so one more. What's the next one? Oh yeah, King Woman. Oh, nice. I love everything she does as well. Like. Um, Sugar High was a huge thing. I listened to loads. Mm. And Visible as well. Nice. So, yeah, I love, I love her stuff. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, we will wrap it up now because it's getting late and I need to have my dinner. <laughs> um, thank you so, so much for coming on, Justine. It really means a lot. Um, no worries. Oh, I, love, uh, I love talking about me. So, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you guys you want to push, give yourself, give you some sort of final airtime? Yeah, sure. Um, we got so we got a ETS tour in May. We're announcing that on Friday. I don't know when this is coming out, but that would be on the fifteenth. So look out for those. Um, our vinyl should be finally coming in this week. So look Fing out for those. Fingers crossed, Mister Posty will deliver mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can only hope. And then Church Road Wise, you've got loads of sick releases coming out. You have Harriet. Found Morality coming out on the 29th of April. Um, I'll skip my band because that is up myself. <laughs> and then on June the 24th, we have the new Grey Rose EP out, which is really sick. Um, and then Burner, 
their new EPs coming out on the 17th of June. And then we got a new Bastions record at the end of July, which we're announcing soon. Oh, no fucking way. So yeah, another, there you go, another uh, OG band that got me into the scene. Oh, fucking amazing. That's it's nice, like full circle, actually. Mm. Pretty cool. Right, thank you so much, mate. That that was wicked, and uh, I'll let you get on with your evening. All right, thanks for having me. Have a good one. Enjoy your dinner. Uh, thank you, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye.